This is a re-recording of Parsha Questions for Parshas Tetzaveh, and specifically we're looking at the Choshen, the breastplate of the Kohen Gadol, which carried on it gems representing the Shvatim, the tribes of the Jewish people, with the names of the different Shvatim inscribed there. And if you take a look at source number one, you see that our Parsha says, Aaron shall carry the names of Israel, Bechoshen HaMishpat, in the Choshen, Choshen we assume is the word for the breastplate, HaMishpat, of Mishpat. Translate Mishpat for the moment as judgment or justice, although we'll see multiple ways to translate that. But Aaron shall carry the names of Israel in the Choshen HaMishpat upon his heart when he enters the sanctuary, a perpetual memorial before Hashem. And you shall place the Urim and Tumim in the Choshen HaMishpat, the Urim Betumim is a reference, according to commentators, to the name of Hashem, in the Choshen HaMishpat, and they shall be upon Aaron's heart when he comes before Hashem, and Aaron shall carry the Mishpat of Israel upon his heart before God always. Clearly, this Choshen is connected to Mishpat, but what Mishpat? What is the connection? What is this all about? Those are my Parsha questions. So I gave you in source number two, just a quick outline of the clothing of the Kohanim, not directly relevant for our shear, but always worthwhile, I think, to keep in mind the basic uniform of the Kohanim. The first four rows refer to the clothing worn by all Kohanim. So you have linen pants, michnasayim. You have a linen tunic called a ksones or ketonet. Um, you have a belt over the ketonet, which is made, it seems, of linen, wool, and colorful threads, or colorful linen wool threads with other things mixed in. Um, this is called the Avnate. It is worn by all Kohanim. It's unclear whether all Kohanim have a Shatnei's belt or not. Um, and then you have the hat. So the Kohen Gadol and the regular Kohen um, each wear a, uh, a hat, but the hat of the Kohen is called a Migba'at. The Kohen Gadol's hat is called a Mitznefet. They're both made of linen. As I wrote in the table, the Kohen Gadol wraps his differently. It's, it's, it's not the same as the Migba'at of the regular Kohenim. Those are garments, though, that are generally worn by all Kohanim as part of their avoda, part of their service. In addition, the Kohen Gadol has a wool tunic. It's made of trelas. Uh, that he wears over the Avnet, and that's called the Me'il. He also has a vest on top of the Me'il, that's called the Ephod. And then on top, and then on top of that, he has a breastplate, and that is the Choshen. So three special garments that are all heart-oriented, layer upon layer upon layer. And then on his forehead, he has a gold plate with the words Kodesh Lashem, sacred to God, inscribed on it, and that is called the Tzitz. But back to our Choshen. What exactly is this business of Choshen HaMishpat? So we find three different aspects of national Mishpat associated with the Choshen. Each one has its own definition of the word Mishpat and its own area in which it functions. And now we'll explain what that actually means. So first of all, the idea of Mishpat. Mishpat can mean a gezerah, can mean a decree. And when we take Choshen HaMishpat as the Choshen of the decree, Hashem's decree upon us, we understand that it's about the religious identity of the Jewish people, specifically by wearing the Choshen. The Kohen Gadol is asking Hashem to remember, to remember us positively with his judgment upon us as Jews. So the Choshen stones enter as a memorial for us before Hashem. If you look on the sheet in source number three, the Nitziv says... To be a memorial before Hashem, 
always ustam zikaron liyeshua. We assume that when it says zikaron, it means we want Hashem to save us from some trouble. So the Kohen brings Karbanos on our behalf. The Kohen Gadol enters the Kodesh Kadashim, the Holy of Holies, to daven for us on Yom Kippur. We want Hashem's Gezerah, Hashem's decree, Hashem's Mishpat to be positive. So this is about our relationship with Hashem, and Mishpat is Hashem's decree upon us. That's the first. Second is Mishpat meaning Beisdin, meaning the uh, the the judiciary of the Jewish people, and specifically, we're asking Hashem to forgive us for errors in our mishpat, in the way that we carry out our judicial function. The Gemara in Zvachim says so pretty clearly in uh, Zvachim Peiches and Beis. It's in source number four. Choshen mechaper al hadinin. The choshen atones for errors in. Law or in litigation, I really should say. The uh, you shall have, you shall make the choshen of mishpat. So the idea here is that it atones when we make mistakes in terms of our judgments. And I brought you in source number five from Ramosha Isserlis's Taras Haola. Ramosha Isserlis, best known for writing the Ashkenazi portion of the Shulchan Aruch, also writes a three-volume work that is part mystical, part philosophical, explaining different aspects of the Mishkan, Beis HaMikdash, and service therein. And he says that if you look in the first parak in Devarim, you find instructions about how we carry out justice, and those are parallel to lessons that we learn from the Choshen. So as I brought it for you here, the Torah says you shall not favor anybody in judgment. The Choshen lists all the Shvatim, the small and the great, and it's in birth order. No one is given any special favors. The Torah says you should listen to the small like the great, which we understand to mean regardless of whether the litigation is small stakes or is high stakes, doesn't matter, you shall listen to all of them. So too, the Choshen holds gems. Some of them are much more expensive and some of them are much less expensive. And all of them have an equal position on the Choshen. Third, the Torah says, Lo saguru mipneish, you should not fear anybody. So the Choshen holds the Urim Vitumim, the name of Hashem, to say justice comes from Hashem. You should not fear anybody. Finally, the Torah says that whatever case is too hard for the lesser judges, they bring to the greater judges and ultimately to Moshe. So the uh, the message here is that in the event that you don't know the law, you're going to make a mistake in judging cases. And the lesson is that the um, you go looking for clarification. You make sure that you get clarity and you know what you're talking about when you issue a judgment. So the second approach to Choshen HaMishpat is to say it's about Mishpat, meaning what the Beisdin does, what the court does, and our identity as Judges asking Hashem, appealing to Hashem, really, to forgive us when we make mistakes in carrying out justice. That's the second category. And then the third aspect of it. Mishpat sometimes means, as we said, a decree. Sometimes it means litigation and uh, carrying out justice in litigation. And sometimes it actually refers to protocol, procedure. So when the Torah talks about the gifts that you're supposed to give to the Kohanim, it says, This is what the Kohanim deserve. This is what you're supposed to do on behalf of the Kohanim. And that is a third way to look at Mishpat, and it's specifically in terms of the executive branch, if you will, of Jewish government, and the idea of 
um, asking Hashem for guidance for running the nation. So if you take a look at source number six, you find that Hashem tells Moshe to appoint Yehoshua, and he says, before Elazar the Kohen, he shall stand, Elazar being Kohen Gadol after Aharon, so Yehoshua shall stand before Elazar, and he shall ask of him the Mishpat of the Urim before God, and Elazar will tell him when they should uh, literally go and when they should come back, perhaps about war, the, uh, the, but it's supposed to be done based on the word of the Urim Vitumim. If you take a look at source number seven, the Rambam in Hilchos Klei Hamikdash tells us that we specifically inquire of the Choshen for the requests of King Bezdin or Misha Burbo, someone whom the community needs. High level questions uh, that relate to the functioning of the nation. And the Gemara in Yuman, source number eight, tells you all about how it works to uh, to give answers to these questions. But the, the, the third definition of Mishpat is the procedure for the nation, the protocol for the nation, and we are appealing to Hashem for help in that regard. So first we are appealing to Hashem in terms of His decrees upon us, our identity as religious Jews who are, um, who are going to be judged by Hashem. We want to know that Hashem will please have mercy on us. Second, we want Hashem to have mercy on us in terms of our mistakes that we make in judgment, And third, we ask Hashem for guidance for how our nation should function. One last note regarding the stones that are on the Choshen. Why do we have all of these stones and they're so colorful? What is this all about? So the simplest explanation is that it's to display wealth. And indeed, in source number nine, I brought you a Pasuk from Yechezkel chapter 28 addressed to the nation of Tyre, of Tzor, and talking about how they had all of this wealth and they became arrogant. And look what it lists as examples of their wealth. Many of the stones that are on the Choshen, I think all but one, make it into this list. Odem, Pitda Yalom, Tarshish, Shoam, Yashveh, yeah, it's a, it's a remarkable list, and uh, and it's it's meant to show wealth. However, Yechezkel also links them to Gan Eden. It begins by saying, "Be'eden Gan Elokim Hayisa." You were in Eden, the Garden of God, which again, in a literal sense, is simply saying, "Tzor, you had it all before you became arrogant." But it's also a statement that the that the um, that these stones are associated with Gan Eden. Remember, we have a basic principle that the base Hamikdash is a place that is supposed to represent Gan Eden. We have the Kruvim who are uh, located there. There's much more to say about that association. But perhaps then the stones on the Choshen reflect our aspiration to return to Gan Eden. There is, of course, more to say, but I think we'll stop here.